0: book one chapter sixteen of a daughter of the vine by gertrude Horn atherton this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by lynn thompson book one chapter sixteen at two o'clock just after thorpe had breakfasted mr randolph's card was brought to him and he went at once into the general sitting-room no one but mr randolph occupied it at the moment he was sitting listlessly on the edge of a chair, staring out of the window. Commonly the triggest of men, his face to-day was unshaven, and he looked as if he had not been out of his clothes for forty-eight hours. And he looked as if he had been picked up in the arms of time and flung across the unseen gulf into the grayness and feebleness of age. As he rose mechanically, Thorpe took his hand in a strong clasp Forgetting himself for the moment Mr. Randolph did not return the pressure he withdrew his hand hurriedly and sat down An explanation is due you he said and even his voice was changed you have stumbled upon an unhappy family secret Thorpe explained how he had come to enter the house I Suppose that it was something of the sort or rather Cochrane did he found the window and lower door open it was a kind and friendly act. I appreciate the motive. He paused a moment, then went on. As I said just now, an explanation is due you, if explanation is necessary. As you know, I had recognized that as Nina's right to speak when she saw fit. That is the reason I did not explain the other day. I usually manage to have her in the country at such times, he added irrelevantly. Such attacks are always more or less unexpected, I suppose. Thorpe hardly knew what to say. Mr. Randolph fumbled at his hat, more or less. Were any other members of her family similarly afflicted? Her father and mother were well-conducted people. I know nothing of any further antecedents. It sometimes skips a generation, said Thorpe musingly. Mr. Randolph brought his hand close above his eyes and pressed his lips together He opened his mouth twice as if to speak before he articulated Sometimes not always Thorpe rose abruptly and walked to the window then returned and stood before mr. Randolph And Nina he demanded peremptorily what of her? Mr. Randolph pressed his hand convulsively against his face thorpe turned white his knees shook he went out and returned with some brandy here he said let us drink this and brace up and have it out we are not children mr randolph drank the brandy then he replied she is on the way in a few years she will be as you saw her mother last night no power on earth can save her i would give my wretched failure of a life i would burn at the stake but I can do nothing Perhaps I can I intend to marry her no No She who is stronger than I would never have permitted it. She told me that this morning For the matter of that I am her ambassador today She charged me to make it clear to you that she expected you to stand by your part of the compact She is immovable. I know her Tell her that I will take no messages at second-hand not even from you Unless she sees and comes to an understanding with me. I shall consider myself engaged to her and shall announce it Do you mean to say that you would marry her knowing what you do I? Would rather I had known it when I first came I should have avoided her or left the place but I gave her my word voluntarily that nothing no matter what should interfere with my determination to marry her and nothing shall You are an Englishman said mr. Randolph bitterly. I wish I were as good a one But I am not my record is clean enough. I suppose But I am a weak man in some respects and I started out all wrong I wish to God that everything was straight Thorpe. I would rather you married her than any man. I have ever known thank you will you arrange an interview for me mr randall fidgeted i tell you what i think thorpe you had better wait a little she is in no mood to listen to reason nor for love-making take my word for that i have never seen her in so black a mood but women are naturally buoyant and she particularly so go and take your trip through the state let it last say 2 months and Then appear unexpectedly at redwoods. I do not give you any encouragement in all conscience You ought not to want any But I think that under the circumstances I suggest your final interview will at least not be an unpleasant one Nina lives an out-of-door life there and is with the other girls most of the time Very well. I don't know but that I prefer it that way meanwhile Will you tell her all that I have said except that I would rather I had known it sooner? Mr.. Randolph rose and gathered up his hat and gloves. I will tell her he said goodbye You are badly broken up, but you may be thankful that you are in your shoes not mine End of book one chapter 16